1: Would you, may, may I ask, would, would you be, and I, I believe you have a good faith position on this, and we have disagreements on it, but I want to just, I, I can't let you elide over the question of the treatment
2: of Christians. And, I,
1: I know, I, I heard and that Would again. you Talkers. be, well, no, but hold on, would, you, you, would you be The problem is you don't
2: accept my answer. I just told you that I asked the religious leader in Kiev if it was happening. You asked me if I raised the issue, and I did. And I'm saying I also raised it incorrect. with the Ukrainians, and I was told that there are, there are religious leaders who have been working with the Russian military that is murdering people by the thousands. Okay. I mean, Tucker, look. Uh, Wait, but hold on. Don't you think... Let me explain to you what I think our national interest
1: is there. I would think you would have greater concern for religious liberty in Ukraine. And I'm surprised by I, I told by you your I raised th- the issue of religious liberty. You, know, you spoke to one person who's clearly I didn't on one I side to one of it. Part. And there are many, many news reports that are not disputed by anybody that. Many clergy have been arrested in Ukraine, and I'm merely saying I may not agree with their views. I'm not Russian Orthodox, but you can't arrest clergy for having different views. Period. Because if you do, you violate the basic tenet of look. I,
2: I won't look. I want to be clear with you. I won't stand by it. I won't stand for it. If people are being persecuted for their religious beliefs, I won't
0: stand for it. Is that what's happening in Ukraine? It's a very, very good question, and there are two ways to look at this. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you, 833-468-8669. There are two ways to look at this. There could be a third, and there could be a fourth. I'm going to give you two. But there's also this larger conversation of, Tucker Carlson destroyed Mike Pence. Everyone slow down, because I don't believe that's the way America sees it. That is the way social media populists see it. That might have been the way the crowd at Turning Point USA saw it. And I'm not saying that that's not a strong force. I am saying it is not the only way it is seen, and to say otherwise is nonsense. It's to believe what is in your head and not what the data says on the ground. First, I would argue that the vast majority of people the vast majority of people have no idea about what the religious scene is on the ground there in uh, Kiev in Ukraine. This exchange about how the Zelensky government has raided convents and arrested priests, an attack on religious liberty, and as Tucker Carlson points out, we're funding it. Is that what's happening? Well, there can be no doubt that there have been priests who have been arrested. But we are in discussions. What we are talking about here is the Russian Orthodox Church and the guy who's kind of in charge, Kirill. K-I-R-I-L-L, who's a Russian Orthodox bishop, who favors Russia in this battle. So one could argue that here is this Russian influence in Ukraine trying to undermine Ukraine. Ukraine is not the United States. We don't have the same rules at play. So the question is, have people under the Russian Orthodox banner been arrested because what they are doing is trying to undermine Kiev, undermine Ukraine, and Ukraine is fighting for its survival? The Russian Orthodox Church is looking to destabilize the country from within. Russian forces, Russian dollars, I should say, are making their way to these churches to engage this destabilization effort. Is this an acceptable reason to arrest members of the clergy? Some could argue absolutely. Videos, as Noah Rothman at National Review points out, of congregants singing hymns to Russia's awakening. Ukrainian authorities pursuing bans on Russian aligned Orthodox Church of Ukraine, citing the ways, and I'm quoting here, it ideologically validates and supports the war and justifies the war crimes that Russia commits on Ukrainian territories. This is not the United States. This is Ukraine. Ukraine is different. And the ideas of, of religious liberty are different. Now, as the United States and we're funding uh, Ukraine, we're allowed to ask, does this jive with what we see as valuable and important? One could argue that the Russian Orthodox Church is nothing more than a puppet for the Russian government looking to destabilize Ukraine. Ukrainians don't have to accept it. That's one argument. There's another argument to be made, which is priests are getting arrested. If you believe in religious liberty, you can't be okay with this. What the hell is wrong with you? then maybe the Russians are doing this, and maybe the Russians are doing that, and maybe the Russians are doing the other. But here is what Ukraine is doing. Do we accept it, yes or no? Do we accept the idea that we are going to evict monks from one of the most sacred sites in Christian orthodoxy? And do we accept the answer from Vice President Mike Pence? That he spoke to someone in Kiev and uh, and it's all cool. Which one could argue is akin to saying, I'm not racist. I have a lot of black friends. So what does one take from this? One takes from this that Ukraine is complicated stuff. It's complicated stuff. And one can agree or disagree. Now, I made this point on my morning show regarding Tucker, and I want to make sure I, I say it again. Tucker Carlson, who I have zero issues with. I've only done a show a couple times. I got no problem with the dude. I don't know why Fox, did, did they get rid of him? Were they asked to get rid of him because of the uh, the, the the deal with Dominion? I, beats me. I think it was a mistake. I'll get into more of, of, of that coming up. I promise, because I really want this whole Fox primetime lineup thing. I want to I want to dig in on that. Um, just because I like a guy doesn't mean I don't disagree with a guy. And there are times I disagree with him. There's times where I disagree with Tucker's style. People can disagree with my style. It's totally fine. Absolutely fine. Um, Tucker once said, I think a conversation was with Ben Shapiro about... Um, Truckers in the U.S. and autonomous driving. And would you allow autonomous driving, you know, these big rigs with no drivers to take hold? And he said, absolutely not. Hurt the nation? Don't tell me about capitalism. You'd be hurting the nation because you'd be losing jobs. It's okay to prevent a business from going with automated trucks Because that's a national security concern. But it's not okay to stop Russian-backed priests from trying to destabilize the nation? That would have been my argument back to Tucker. You'll notice within this, and I shared with you two points of view that were both written in National Review, one that was written and then one that was written in response. Because this is exactly... The type of conversation, and you already know that I don't think Ukraine is the top subject regarding the 2024 election, but this is exactly what we should be doing. We should be engaged in great debate about what it is we value, what it is we think is important, why we think it's important, the underpinnings of that importance, and then how does it apply to the situation that we are in? Of course we should of course we should this was just one part of a conversation that took place let me give you the other part the part where um, everyone says pence is done tucker ended him
2: january we'll let somebody transfer some jets i'm sorry mr vice president have you
1: i know you're running for president
0: I think Joe Biden has as well. But Mike Pence goes on to make the statement that he thinks it's a very small view of America, that basically we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. We can't fix our cities and support freedom in Ukraine at the same time. Now, I get it when he's like, that's not my concern. It sounds like he's not concerned with what the American taxpayer is paying. He was responding to the statement that tucker made i think it was here every
1: city in the united states has become much worse over the past three years drive around there's not one city that's gotten better in the united states and it's visible our economy has degraded the suicide rate has jumped public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased and yet Your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks.
0: So it was that to that he was saying, that's not my concern. It sounded bad. Don't don't get me wrong. That's not how I would have responded if I was Vice President Pence. But certainly he responded with his typical Reagan-esque uplift. We can do two things at the same time. And he, as opposed to Senator Tim Scott, actually gave an answer. The people of the populist side and the low-hanging fruit side ended it with, well, that's not my concern. That isn't what Mike Pence said. And I thought it was very, very uh, unsettling, if not dubious, if not gross, that people who want to make the claim of conservatives didn't give the full and complete answer or at least share the full and complete answer like I did. I thought it was gross. Not Tucker's question. How I saw people on the political right engage the entire conversation. The question's fine. The question's fine. Demanding answers from our political leaders is important and yes uncomfortable and I don't mind if Vice President Pence or Governor Hutchinson or anybody else was uncomfortable I do however think that it's it's fascinating that people are trying to make Ukraine the subject when without question it shouldn't be this was the turning this was turning point uh their conference uh this was charlie kirk
3: this is what's so amazing to me as to how the republican party has changed for the better and how out of touch your leaders are this is the most amazing result right would you agree robert out of everything this is the most amazing thing The most lopsided question that we asked is this final question, which is so almost every single Republican running for the presidency is an enthusiastic cheerleader to send cluster bombs, munitions, and potentially American troops to eastern Ukraine to go fight Russia. We asked the question, do you support U.S. involvement in the war in Ukraine? 95.8% of you said no.
0: yeah you asked a bunch of 22 year olds a question in in a very very clean um and not nuanced way US involvement in
3: the war we asked the question do you support us involvement in the war in ukraine 95.8% of you said no
0: i'd have to ask what involvement is by the way i would say this i don't i don't know charlie kirk i've, I've met him once it was it was in passing um who in the world, running for president, is saying we should put troops on the ground? I just, This is a curiosity of mine. What candidate for president on the Republican side is saying we should put troops on the ground? I See, that's the kind of stuff, man. That's not it. That ain't it. People will tell you that Pence got ended by Tucker Carlson. I don't believe that to be true. I think that is a massive misread of how Tucker presented and how Pence answered. Amongst the turning point crowd, yeah, Pence may be over, but Pence was never in it for the turning point crowd. Amongst older Americans, amongst the swath, Pence does not look bad when the full exchange is heard. You can disagree with him, but he stood his ground. He did not falter. He didn't mealy mouth his way out. He said, this is where I'm at. You're the one who doesn't have it right, Tucker. Here's where I'm at. I thought we were supposed to respect the guy who stands tall. Look, I've been through this four ways from Sunday, and I don't see Mike Pence's path. But after this past weekend, Pence has a better shot of getting the evangelical vote than Senator Tim Scott, if they were paying attention to this. And that's saying quite a bit. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is up 71. The NASDAQ is up 90. And Russia put an end uh, to a grain deal. This is going to bother many. It was a deal that the UN had put together. Something called the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Wheat has jumped 3.5%. Russian suspending... Um, the ability to deliver Ukrainian grains to global market Uh, Vladimir Putin reiterated uh, complaints that the objective of supplying grain to countries in need including those on the African continent had not been achieved under the Black Sea Grain Initiative a lot of grain a lot of fertilizer comes out of this area So what comes next? Can't answer that question for you. Where does the food come from? Well, we, we, we've we got it. You know, one has to wonder whether it's going to come uh, from us. Of course, wheat prices indeed did go up. Well, no one should think that these things exist in a vacuum. Vladimir Putin is going to do what he can to apply the pressure where he needs to. Remember, for anything we're talking about with, with, with Ukraine, with, um, you know, the Pence-Tucker uh, stuff, remember that Russia still needs a win. If you ask me, do, do, does Russia want this thing to end? The answer is yes. Russia wants this thing to end. They know that their military can't handle it. They want the intervention, looking for the off-ramp. Give them something, but they have to get something. That's the part that has to happen that no one has an answer for yet. Meanwhile, I love this.
4: I think this is the stupidest thing ever. And let me just say this. My, my, my husband uh, has been very supportive of no labels. He's been a part of no labels. When no labels started, uh, one of the things they did was bring together a, a bunch of people in Congress, Senate and House, with a bipartisan agenda. It was Republicans and Democrats trying to work together on some of the crises that we have in this nation. And, and I think that part is so needed and so great. But this is dangerous because let's just. Put things in context. This is not a normal thing. This is not Bill Clinton versus George uh, George Herbert Walker Bush with Ross Perot playing uh, spoiler. No, this is Donald Trump. He is a threat to national security. He has threatened our democracy. He caused an insurrection. He has weaponized government against his enemies. And so if you, John Huntsman or Joe Lieberman, I love you, Joe Lieberman, but you've got to stop this, Joe.
0: The group No Labels wants to run somebody for president. And Democrats are worried that it's going to lead to Trump getting re-elected. I, I, I adore the fear that the left is in. Because they know their candidate, Joe Biden, is outrageously weak. And people are looking for anything else. Their problem is they're looking for it on the left. Not so sure about that on the right. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. This is Tony Katz today. Fox News Channel's Blockbuster new primetime lineup kicks off tonight at 7 p.m. Blockbuster? Blockbuster, oh, look, it, 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 it's it's not Blockbuster, but it's still very important. I am pretty sure that the people who say otherwise are hoping that it will help them grow their channels as opposed to continue to moving a message. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on, everybody? 833, got Tony, 833 468 8669, that's the phone number, 833, uh, got Tony. I don't I think it was from the turning point uh summit that, that they had. It was down, down in Florida, where somebody's like, oh, you you're not watching Fox anymore? Nobody's watching Fox anymore. Nobody's watching Fox anymore. Is this our argument? That nobody's watching Fox News anymore? That we actively don't want people to watch Fox? Full disclosure. I make no money from Fox whatsoever. I've done Fox and I probably will in the future. I was supposed to be on on Saturday but then that whole story broke about this this serial killer in New York and they're like, "Yeah, we're we're covering this." I'm like, "All right, yeah, that's 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 not um that's not my argument right there. That's not where where I'm at. I get that. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes the conversation is not for you. I think it was there that I that I heard someone say that you know people aren't watching Fox News anymore. That's not true. Although Fox News hurt themselves, and we shouldn't lie about that. That'd be a kind of ridiculous thing to, to, to make claim to. Of course they hurt themselves. They know they hurt themselves. And anybody who argues that they didn't hurt themselves is out of their heads nuts not telling the truth we're better off without Fox oh god no a ridiculous notion so certainly if we're talking about uh Laura Ingram at seven Jesse Waters at eight Hannity at nine Gutfeld at ten and then Trace Gallagher who's been with that network for nine billion years getting the show at 11 I wish them the best of luck I'm not the biggest Laura Ingram fan in the world. I'm not against her. I don't I don't really know her. I've I've spoken on stage a couple of times uh with her. Um let's just say that she's got an intensity that wasn't uh super enjoyable. What the hell does that matter? Does she help engage a conversation? Um, you think I got an issue with Hannity? I don't have any issue with Hannity. I don't know Jesse Waters at all. I want him to be able to engage conversations and move a a, a message, be able to talk about subjects. I'm thrilled for Gutfeld. Again, don't know the deal. I have met him one and a half times in my life. Once was very briefly at the, it was the memorial service for Andrew Breitbart after he passed away. It was in Los Angeles. So I met him at that. And then some book signings he did in, in, in LA, and I got uh, some books signed, and all those books got destroyed in the great flood. came home Christmas from vacation, and my house was flooded. Three pipes burst. We lost 357 books was the uh, total of books that got destroyed. destroyed. The only books that survived. Uh, a copy of my father's uh, prayer book. Right, it's a, a Sidor, It's it's called, and then for whatever reason, my grand my great grandfather bought my grandmother a copy of the Bible, the New Testament, on the occasion of the birth of my father. We're Jewish. I don't know why, but that survived as well. That was one or two other books, but those are the two books that survived. Yeah, I know super weird super weird everything else uh, got uh destroyed oh it was an ugly scene it was an ugly scene so yeah I don't, I don't I don't know these people and all the things I've ever done with Fox I've only done hannity once in my life I was much more a dayside guy than a, than a prime time guy it never bothered me any do I know them personally no do I have to like them all personally no they don't have to like me either that's not the argument The argument is, are we better off with Fox than without Fox? The answer is with Fox. I still don't get why they fired Tucker. Was it a part of the deal? It didn't seem that way. Maybe there's something we don't know. You know, the deal with uh, the settlement with Dominion Voting Services. Did Tucker initiate it? A million questions. It doesn't mean, because I disagree with them about losing Tucker or dropping Tucker or however that worked, it doesn't mean I want the rest of it to fail. As a matter of fact, I think it's a foolhardy argument to hope that it does. Ah, oh, they're just—they're just bought and paid for. They're just establishment. You will not get me to disagree that there are plenty of problems with that board of directors. Plenty of problems, and you won't get me to disagree that there may be things they're told. Hey, don't talk about that as much. I can tell you, for example, on radio, I have never. Ever gotten a message? Don't talk about something politically, or don't talk about something of politics. I have never once, ever gotten that message. I've never gotten that note, ever. You'll you'll see people on Twitter all the time. Oh, he's bought and paid for. Oh, you sold out. I don't. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that stuff. If I sold out, where's the cash? When I tell you I work with, I do something, I tell you I disclose. Like the work I do with Americans for Prosperity, I fully disclose it. You know they don't agree with everything I say. You know I don't agree with everything they say. But we have a lot of places where we merge and we do good work together. That's what you're supposed to do. This is not a conversation of everything Fox has done is fine because that's not true. Of course not everything they have done is is fine they've made some horrific mistakes massive missteps and they are paying the price for that we'll go back to the 2020 election and just follow up throughout yeah they're taking their hits rightfully so i would argue that cnn deserves more hits i would argue that msnbc deserves more hits but fox took their hits and one day Newsmax will too. And News Nation and everybody else. Because eventually that's how it goes. There's no purity, guys. It doesn't exist. I believe there are definitely things that one as a conservative does not yield on. There are things that there is no bend. For example, there is no compromise with communism. There is no compromise with socialism. And you're going to hear me get into this more and more, this idea of why can't we find middle ground with people? How do you find middle ground with people who think that socialism has a value? Ayn Rand said that the compromise between bread and poison is still death. She was right. One does not compromise with socialism or communism. What, just a little bit? No, not just a little bit. There are things. Some Fox News hosts who you don't agree with 100% of the time, so therefore the whole network has to go under. Man, that's that's just dumb. And we can't afford to be dumb people. We have to be rational people. And rational people wants the success for those who more often than not Move a message we agree with in some capacity. Is Fox everything I would want it to be? No. Is Fox still important? Absolutely. To dismiss them and to say, oh, I'm never going back again. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. I don't see how that's good. I do see how people who moved over to Newsmax and helped Newsmax really start to build themselves out as a competitor, I see how that is good. Competitors are good. Competition is good. Because capitalism shows us that when you have competition, you get a better product. Monopoly isn't good. Monopoly doesn't give us better products. It doesn't even give us any products. I want Fox to be as successful as possible. If they're going to, in some capacity, and hopefully a larger measure, not smaller measure, be moving these very, very important messages about uh, freedom and liberty, about issues regarding the COVID vaccine, uh, regarding name your subject, What I object to is calling the new primetime lineup of people who are already in the primetime lineup blockbuster. It's not blockbuster. It's the same people. It's not blockbuster. So let's stop with that. Not only is it not, not blockbuster, but it is kind of obvious to those of us watching that you could be replacing a couple of those people in the next two years. I am not arguing that Sean or Laura have to be replaced. I am saying one has to wonder exactly in terms of longevity of careers and how you want to keep introducing people to an audience and maybe able to excite the audience and grab more of an audience. Well, you would do it with Hannity and Laura Ingram. You wouldn't do it with Jesse and Greg Gutfeld. You could argue that maybe Gutfeld's talk show isn't isn't the right thing for that time slot. But I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that to be true. I wonder how he feels uh, about being moved from 11 to 10 because he was having success at 11. One would argue he'll have more success. At 10, he'll just naturally have more success. I, 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 I think that's rational, but I don't know. But this isn't blockbuster. And that's, that's where the problem is. Fox had an opportunity... To maybe try something unique. Try something different. Bring in another voice. They decided not to do it. As a matter of fact, it's not just not blockbuster. It is very vanilla. And I'm not mad at any of the people. I want them all to be wildly successful. But we know all these people. We've seen Hannity. We've seen Laura Ingram. We know exactly what they're going to bring jesse still has great opportunities to develop and, and grow and remember look what he's done he was bill o'reilly's guy for the wacky man on the street interview and worked himself up into the five and this impressive show the respect it's not blockbuster he was already part of the of the drive time lineup the prime time lineup it's not blockbuster That was my argument, but it led me, you know, down this road of the people who are, are are so angry at, at Fox. It's, it's ridiculous to, to want their failure. No, to want them to be better. Yes. Well, the way you teach them to be better is you don't watch. Okay. That's certainly a take. I can appreciate that take. That's how they learn. Do you think they have? Do you think they learned by simply reshuffling a lineup with the same exact people? It doesn't seem that way to me. What I think needs to be done is is a conversation of of who, who they're bringing to the table to talk about things. Are, are we getting the, 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 the best guests? Are we having the best conversations? Why aren't we talking about this, that, and the other? Why aren't we pressuring them that way? Now, you say to me, Tony, can you pressure a news organization? I don't know, to be honest. And if you can't, well, the only thing you can do is not watch. And I understood it when people are like, all right, I'm done, Fox. After the election, they went to Newsmax. Instead At the time, news, uh, Fox will recover to some measure, but Newsmax has an opportunity to actually grab some audience. These kinds of sea change things matter, and they, they cause these, these situations. But I never once said we're better off without Fox. I said Fox needs to learn from this and grow from this. I don't know if this new blockbuster lineup is proof of the growth. I actually don't think it is. I don't think it's a bad lineup, it's not blockbuster. But I want them to be successful, because the more voices we have, the better. And I want them standing up to whatever may be coming from their corporate side saying don't talk about this, this or don't talk about that, whether that's from uh, Paul Ryan or, or somebody else. No, these subjects do matter and we do have to talk about them. And even if it means risking everything, I'm going to talk about this thing because it has to get discussed. So, Tony, you're in favor of them doing conspiracy theories settle down. As I shared, no one's pushing more conspiracy theories than MSNBC right now. And yet they're going to get rewarded for it. So maybe, just maybe, while you don't want another uh, Dominion uh, it- situation on your hands, bringing up subjects isn't the worst thing in the world. Your news organization push the envelope. Your news organization Have difficult conversations. Make them dangerous when it's necessary. That will help in bringing back an audience. I just don't know if this primetime lineup is going to do it. Man, I hope they do. I'm Tony Katz. So nobody won the Powerball, which is uh, good for me because uh, there's still a chance. There's still a chance for me to win the Powerball, guys. We have to come to some level of acceptance. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today. Good to be with you. The Powerball is nine hundred million dollars. That's the drawing. Nine hundred million, and and I'm and all I'm saying is that if if I if I win. I got to stop something. I get I love what I do. I love what I do. But I could also love not doing anything. I could love not doing a thing. I think I could handle a year of not talking. Which is weird cuz like I do this. I it, I just but 900 million so you end up with, what, you're getting half, and then the taxes. You have $275 million, $300 million when you're done, let's say. Let's call it $300 million, Just just amongst friends. Just do nothing for a year. Then figure it out. Now, the odds of me doing nothing for a year are very, very, very small. Nothing, nothing? I mean, I think I'm capable of it. I just don't know if I would. But I'm, I'm going to buy my tickets so I get the chance. And if you win, just remember... We're really good friends. I'm Tony Katz.